0: Welcome. So good to be with you on this Wednesday as we get together for a little midweek Bible study and devotional time. And I'm so glad that you've taken some time out of your day to join us to do just that as we dig into God's Word to hopefully learn what He has to teach us and uh, learn some things for our lives and the, the kind of lives that He calls us to live and the kind of people that He calls us to be. And again, I'm so glad that you've taken some time out of your day, whenever it is that you're watching this, whether it's on a Wednesday or whenever it is that that you're taking some time out of your day to join us uh, in, uh, in, in, in learning about God and His, his plan for our lives. You know, it's not like every day, speaking of, of God's plan for our lives and, and uh, digging into His Word, it's not like it's every day that you uh, find someone, see someone, read a story about someone, even in our case uh, today, who walks on water, right? Not not every day that, that somebody walks on water. And so when, when somebody does that, it tends to get your attention. Perhaps that's why uh, the story of Jesus walking on the water is, one of the best known and most familiar stories in all the Bible and probably one of the more popular ones as well. It's certainly used in a lot of different ways. Although maybe for some of us, I wonder, myself included, if we've we've heard it so often that it's almost become commonplace and we've kind of lost some of our wonder and amazement of it. But it truly is an incredible story of Jesus's authority, his power, his presence in our lives, even in the midst of the storms, if you know the story, and we're going to read it in just a moment, that he comes walking on the water. And again, this is not some, as we've talked about, this is not some serene scene that he's walking through and in the midst of, but rather in the middle of a storm, no less, in the middle of the, the howling winds and the crashing waves, which would have been incredible enough. And that that, that, that story in and of itself is incredible enough. But then add, add to the fact that it's not just Jesus who walks on the water, but it's also in the story that we read, uh, Peter comes walking on the water. Peter, one of Jesus's followers, comes walking on the water out to Jesus. And when you add all that together, you've got one of the most incredible stories in all of the Bible. So let's read the story and and see what we can learn from this incredible story. Here, here's what Matthew writes in Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 23. It says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, uh, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. So just get the picture. Jesus sends the disciples on ahead. He's sending them on to the other side of the land. Uh, Maybe they're wondering, what's he going to do? Maybe he's going to get a boat a little bit later. You know, Jesus can handle himself. And so they go on ahead. A storm starts to come up. Uh, and they are out there in the middle of the lake. And so shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them. They're out in the lake. Jesus goes out to them walking on the lake, Matthew says. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. No kidding. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you—and I love this from from Peter. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied— Tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus just says one word, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. How incredible is that? But the story, as many of you know, doesn't stop there because uh, Matthew says next, But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand, I love that that first word, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And he said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, "Worship Jesus, saying, truly you are the Son of God. God. There's a lot going on in that story, a lot to pick from. And you know, it's interesting that the story of of Jesus walking on the water, we find that in three of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and John all include that. Luke does not include that story, but we find it in in the other three Gospels. But it's interesting because only in Matthew do we learn, uh, you know, the other part of the story that Peter also walked on the water. So again, Jesus walking on the water, incredible enough story as it is. But to add to that fact that Peter also walked on the water, just an incredible story. Must have been crazy to witness this as the other disciples. I just wonder what's going through their head. And, and, you know, for most of us, and I talked about some of the familiar to the story, but I also think for most of us who are familiar with it, it's easy to focus on Peter uh, sinking and not so much him walking. And, and, And both are important because he did walk and he did sink, but he did walk. And the reality is that, that I've yet to see anybody else outside of Jesus himself, you know, repeat Peter's feet. So it's something to be said about Peter's faith that got him out on the water and walking towards Jesus. And I think there are things for us to learn from both sides of Peter's water walking experience, both his walking on the water and his sinking below it. So let me give you a few quick lessons we can learn from this incredible story. And the first one is this, look for Jesus and keep looking to Jesus. Although the storm surrounded him, Peter looked to Jesus. The problem came when he stopped looking to Jesus and looking at Jesus. And so the principle to me is very clear. Now there's more to it than just this, but the principle itself is very clear. Especially when life is tumultuous and the waves are crashing and the storm is blowing all around us, look for Jesus and keep looking to Jesus. So what does looking to Jesus look like for you? Here's the second thing. When Jesus commands you, obey him. When Jesus commands you, obey him. Jesus told Peter to come to him on the water. And even though, I don't, like, how does that make sense? As an innocent bystander, you know, just kind of reading this story and even as the disciples and maybe even for Peter, like, how did it make any sense? I don't know. But Peter believed that if Jesus told him he could do it, then he could do it. And because Peter believed, he obeyed. He did what Jesus said. And that's what obedience looks like. You want to know what obedience looks like? Doing what Jesus says. That's obedience. So what area or areas of your life maybe need a little bit more attention given to simply obeying and doing what Jesus has called you to do? Here's the third thing. Faith is simply taking the next step. It's a great definition of t- faith. Just taking the next step step. Peter took one step out of the boat and onto the water. And Peter was doing just fine when he focused on the next step. It's when he got in trouble by looking at the 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 uh, the other things around him and losing sight of that next step. So what next step has Jesus called you to take? Something to think about. Here's a fourth thing. Faith unleashes the supernatural. Our faith it's not, and it's not even our faith, but it's, it's, it's the, the, the looking to what our faith is in that unleashes the supernatural power of God himself. Peter didn't truly experience the supernatural power of God and of Jesus that allowed him to walk on the water. Don't forget that. Until he trusted and then stepped out of that boat in faith and trust. So what is it in your life that, that maybe you need to be doing differently and stepping out in faith? and trust that God can do incredible things through you and in you. Here's number five. Faith, or excuse me, fear, not faith. Faith will lift you up. Fear will sink you. Fear will sink you. When Peter had faith, he walked on water. But when Peter allowed his faith, or fear to override his faith, he sank under the water. And the same is true for you and me. Fear and worry and anxiety will sink you. If you let it, so don't let it. Here's the sixth thing: a little faith is better than no faith. Now, hopefully, we want to grow in our faith, right? But a little faith is still better than no faith. God can work with a little faith. The Lord Jesus spoke of Peter's little faith. He says, "You have little faith. Why did you doubt?" Which, again, is still better than no faith. It's better than the other guys in the boat, right? Because I didn't see any of them stepping out in in the water. And so at least Peter has some faith and Jesus can work with that. And certainly Jesus wanted Peter to have a greater faith than he exhibited when he began to sink and he looked around at all the other things that were going on and he took his eyes off Jesus. But I don't think that, that Jesus's words here are an all out assault on Peter's faith. This was a loving admonishment that Peter exhibited some faith and he was capable of an even greater and sustained faith if he would just fix his eyes on Jesus. And then here's the last thing, number seven. You can choose worry or worship. That's your choice, and mine as well. You can choose worry or you can choose worship. In an instant, the men went from worrying about their circumstances to worshiping their Lord and Savior. Truly, you are the Son of God. After what they saw, they said, truly, you are the Son of God of God. So let me ask you, how is your worship of the Lord going? And what are you worrying about today that you can give God your worship even in the midst of those worries? What is it that's got you worried and anxious that you can say, you know what, it's not that they don't exist, but God, I'm going to give you my worship and praise today even in the midst of those things. Pretty incredible story. And so many good lessons we can learn from it. And I'm glad that you've taken the time out of your day to join us to study God's Word today. And I hope you have a blessed day and a blessed rest of the week. God bless.